What is up? Okay, so listen here. Listen, we got an episode today. I know it's Friday. Today it's Friday, April 14th. Season two, episode nine, the Marcus Hendricks show. I am, well, it says it, doesn't it? I'm Marcus Hendricks. I think y'all know that. No, it's funny. Uh, so yesterday, right, I had three of my guys over. Well, I had two of my guys over. Uh, Stanley joined through a virtual studio. Okay. So I had TJ, Tommy, Stanley on, you know, on the, on the show. And what we were talking about, the episode was called 99 Problems, right? We were talking about where we're going today. Today's episode is Search and Rescue. Shout out Drizzy. Shout out the boy. Um, what happened yesterday, we had a great conversation that had been kind of gearing up for a while. I mean, this is it's the same stuff that we talk about here and there on a regular basis. You know, when we have conversations about relationships, we don't have the social media, men versus women, women suck, men are this, that, and the other. No, like we, one, we, we're self-aware. We have self-awareness at a level that, that allows us to actually be critical of ourselves and how we've been in relationships and what we have to still improve on. And that's what we talked about a lot yesterday. And I tweeted that today. I said it. I was uh, I was watching a movie. I was watching, uh, sorry, yeah, watching some earlier, and an ad came on. It was the Infinity ad, the one that's been coming on a lot recently of the groomsmen. It's uh, the the groomsmen. He gets in the truck, and it's two of them already in the back, and the grooms in the front. And he says, he's like, "You ready? You know, you got the rings." He's like, "Yeah, I got the rings. I wouldn't forget the rings." And then he, uh, the groom, he doesn't say it, but he he grabs his phone and he texts them all. And I guess the group chat, "I love you guys." And I saw that and I was like, yo, that's that's us in about 10 years, probably five, 10 years, you know, and we're all getting along that. So I tweeted, I said, the Infinity Groomsman commercial makes me so ready to have those moments with my guys. It won't be long before we're taking our turns in the game of forever. I say in the meantime, we're building our bases, something we discussed yesterday on a podcast episode that may or may not drop. And I'll explain why in a second. I love it, though that we're all on missions to become men before marriage. That's really the only way to go about it. Right. So it's interesting because if you, if you tuned into season one, I believe it may have been my very second episode. It was episode two. So think about that. We are now 19 total episodes in episode two, way back in January, I spoke on this and I talked about the episode is titled, uh, the, the problem in the dating in today's dating culture and the root of the gender war, you know, and the gender war is in quotation mark because before that I tweeted, I'm like, yo, what the fuck is up with this social media gender war? That's what I'd ask. I'd ask that question because I'm like, I feel like we're in this space where Twitter and Instagram, specifically Twitter would have you believe. And now TikTok, because, you know, TikTok videos get posted on Twitter. 
So if you're not on, if you, you know, if you don't see him on TikTok, like maybe TJ, he doesn't have TikTok. I'm, I told him, I said, you might be the only nigga in Gen Z that don't have TikTok. You're the only Gen Zer that doesn't have TikTok, bro. I don't know what you got going on here, but that, no, come on, dude. You got to get TikTok. So anyway, yeah. So TJ needs to, we, we need to start a petition. Does that work with individuals? You know how they got like a uh, citizen's arrest. Can we start a, a citizen's petition to put it on and pass it in the legislation? TJ Walker, you got to get TikTok so I can start. When he first, he has, that's the thing, he has a TikTok. When I, when he first made it, I was sending DJ, he's like, how I said, you know, and I think most of us are this way when we send our friends, individuals that we send them to, you know, videos or whatever, tweets, whatever it may be, it's curated. It's not just, well, and some people do this, I'm sure, just I'm going to send the same video to everybody. And it's like, no, I send stuff that's relevant and resonates with the individual. Man, I was sending DJ so much stuff. I'm like, yo, he don't like none of this, don't reply to none of this, don't send me nothing back. Man, that nigga hadn't been on that app. Nah, he did. He showed me his notifications. It was like, so he showed, he sent me, uh, actually, I think it's saved in one of our group chats. He sent a, a screen recording of all the videos I had sent him that were, I don't, he hadn't looked at. It was at least 25, 25 videos that he showed. I don't even know how many, maybe after or before that. Anyway, like I said, you know, the social media, what? Okay. Thought that was over. So, also yesterday, that and and get this so and before all day all day yesterday morning they had been testing the fire alarms right they tested the smoke smoke detectors whatever one they told me it'd be done yesterday but it had happened all yesterday morning and i took a nap right before they got here to record and i was like okay you know whatever i i said i was gonna wake up at one you know how that goes i was like, okay ben i'll give myself five more minutes One thirty comes around they were getting there at two I woke up at like 125 and I was like, well, damn, I'm glad I, you know, time to wake up. Well, two minutes later, the fire alarm comes on again. Anyway, I'm like, I would have been up somehow. It didn't. I asked him, I was like, yo, like, that's not going to work. I got stuff to do. Like people, people actually have lives to live. And they were like, yeah, we'll be done tomorrow. I mean, we'll be done today. They, it didn't come back on the rest of the day. As far as I'm aware, it definitely didn't come on while we were recording, luckily. Um, so that was good. That just happened. So if it does happen again, scratch it. Hey, Hopefully it comes out. Like I say, some stuff comes out in the wash when you edit. Some stuff don't. You know, we just play around with it. Anyway, talking about editing yesterday's episode. So like I said, Stanley was on a in a virtual um, studio. So for two reasons that it wasn't it may not have dropped anyway. I am, you know, I'm still setting up my full fledged podcasting, you know, gear, the whole way I'm doing this show. And the big part of it is, you know, I've been doing this solo the entire time. So 18 episodes I've done by myself, only one that I have somebody with me and that individual, it was one-on-one. So one-on-one through a virtual is much easier to do because I'm listening through my headphones the way I do if I'm recording by myself anyway, right? This time I had two people with me that had to be able to hear it and they, we didn't have you know enough headphones. I don't have headphones for everybody. So I'm like, okay, well now I know I need to go get a splitter. I need to get headphones and no, all. I, I, I see now. That's how this works, though. You know, you trial and error. You're like, oh, fuck, I fucked it up. So point being, Stanley was coming through my computer audio, and I'm pretty sure the mic was picking everything up as far as the speaker audio, as well as his direct sound on his own track. Um, and then last night, it was loading. It's still lo- uploading the audio. I'm not sure for whatever reason. We're at 50%, and I don't want to accept the audio and lose all of it, and that's the only way for me to hear it. So I'm letting it do what it does right now. We'll see. That may that may be lost files type shit. I don't know. The good thing is, the beauty of it is, 
that was going to be a Henny and Friends episode, and really that's family, so we were calling Henny and Family. The thing about that, that's not going to stop whatsoever. We're going to have many more of those, many more opportunities for that. We literally, again, the, the pleasure of it, the beauty of it is I can do that whenever I want to. So we come up tomorrow and it's like, you know what, let's run that back. Let's try it again. We can do so. Right. We are. And then and say we we know now I know, OK, maybe it'd be better if everybody's present. I know I need to have I need to go get another adapter for my other mic. I know I need to go get a splitter and different. And I definitely thought I was on mute. That looks like a interesting picture. My sister just put send me a picture. What is it? No. Yo. So if y'all know, y'all know I fucking love D smoke. Sorry, y'all. Yeah, my sister just met DC, just sent me a picture of her with D smoke. And I know who this is in the back of that picture, but I don't know why I can't call his name. Y'all know how I feel about black D smoke. Black habits, baby. This is black habits. Black habits. Black excellence. I'm looking at it. This is awesome to see, man. I'm look. I've been okay. And this is this is exactly where the fuck we're going today. Okay. I've said for some time now. I, I okay. I've had the 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 privilege and the, the the beautiful life to be raised around some amazing women, right? And I said this from the very beginning of this show, episode one. I said the women in my life because, and it's not just that I've been privileged and blessed to be raised around amazing women. It's that I've never really had a father in my life. You know, my dad, I lost my dad when I was eight years old and my mom didn't get married until she was, until I was 17, that I was out the house and then they're now no longer together. So long story short, there's not been a lot of male role models in my life. Not a lot of men to necessarily show me the way, but again, I've had some very strong boss ass women, including my PhD, Dr. Hoover sister and my younger sister, who, like I said, just sent me the picture of her with D smoke because she's at the black sports uh, symposium. I, I can't, I forget the full name of it, but a black sports uh, entrepreneurship con um, conference, Rich Paul was there. I'm pretty sure it was clutch sports um, sponsored. Rich Paul spoke yesterday. She's now meeting D smoke. This is legendary shit going on, you know, big boss shit, right? Where I'm going with that is all I've ever known is, and then it's just how I was raised. It's how my family is. It's what my dad did instill in me is this grind. It's go after. We are hustlers. I'm a born. I'm a hustler. I'm a, I'm a, no, I'm kidding. Uh, so going on with that, I'm realizing as time goes on, and it's something that I've known for probably the past year or so, there is a certain type of woman that I have, that, that is going to, not only that I, that I'm attracted to for one, and you know how they talk about, you know, you you go after what you what you know, you know, men marry their mother. And it's not that at all. I just know I've seen it's not even it's not looking for what I've seen as much as knowing that I've seen kind of the peak of it. Right. I've seen what the boss of the bosses look like, like what big boss energy looks like. And it's like, yeah, I, I, I don't work well with anything else. Right. And so I'm realizing and that's because of kind of why how relationships should be, especially we're talking about black power couple relationships like this it's a partnership right like i'm a i'm not a businessman i'm a business man that's a business woman type shit and i've always said i'm like it's interesting that my sister specifically is like my 
equivalent. Like I, I for real, for real with her, it's like, yeah, you gotta, cause my, I, I tell people as good as I may be at this shit, as good as I may be moving, doing the right things and, and all my stuff. Nah, she's colder than me, bro. Like she's the, she's the killer of the family. Like she the one, she the one that's going to break the generational curses, right? I like she breaking the generational curse. We both are. We're breaking the generation, but she's she is, and we know that just coming from history. Like that is a black woman's. I don't even say best quality sounds wrong, but when I say like the superpower, it truly is the fact that they are. It's like whatever I am, twice that, ten times that, right? So as great as the black, they say Messiah, every great man, you could find a woman like a soldier holding them down. That's why it's so many songs. I look, my mom grew me up. All I Miss Independent was my favorite song. She got her own. Like, I love them songs. And I realized so that's what we we're talking about yesterday, right? And that's what we've been talking about for a while now. But there's an issue around that, right? Within the culture. And I, I don't mean around just the idea of it, but it's actually, you know, talking about the social media gender war, this is where it comes into reality and, and shows in real life. So what's happening on social media, what I find is happening on social media is, and again, I, I, I talked about this, so I'm not going to rehash all of that, but we'll do a little refresher course on what's going on. You've got the men saying that the women are too hard. They're too independent. They want, they want too much out of a man because of who, how they are. They're so, they are becoming, and I say this again, almost paraphrasing, you know, but also almost verbatim. Women are becoming too much like men because they're becoming too independent, too bossy, too resourceful. And I say bossy as in bossed up, not bossy as in controlling, but too resourceful, too much have their own, right? And it's, it's becoming a threat for a lot of men. And the issue is there's a lot of them for the women. They're saying the men are too soft. They don't have enough. They're not doing enough. They're not, they're not on their shit enough. I think there's two issues on both sides because both are true. But they're both flawed because they're giving, they're lacking context and they're lacking actual understanding of the other side. That's really what's happening. We're lacking an understanding and a choice to understand the other side in such a way that, what is, okay, I don't know, want to know what he said. Yeah, well, we'll see about that later. You get, you know, you know, when you get them texts and it's like, huh? <laughs> the person, less than the text, the individual. Um, Long, keep going. See what I what I realize is happening is a lack of understanding, and it's by choice. And again, because it's being driven by social media rather than actual. I'm like, okay, here's here's two things. One, are you niggas actually talking to to women? And then women, are y'all actually talking to who's? Where y'all getting this from? Oh, and then I remember the niggas who are not that, like who are actually working on themselves elevating building like i said building the base working on men becoming men before marriage we're not out there looking we're not on the market necessarily and a lot of it is because we also are not seeing that other side there are women i said we've said it me and the guy have talked about it i fully recognize that there are women on their stuff doing everything that we're looking for every like building their foundation so that when we come together we're building a found we're merging foundations to make something that could never happen on our own, but we bring the unit, the God tree arc, right? That, that one. And I recognize, yeah, they exist. It's that 
I, and I don't know. I, I can't say about the numbers. Obviously, we're talking about proximity and what's around you, but I can't speak on the numbers. I can't say that it's a, a larger population either way. Similarly, that I cannot say the same for the men, because I saw there was a tweet the other day, I think last week, where this this young woman said something about uh, she's like, where are the niggas that want to go on dates to museums? She was like, I'm I'm tired of these niggas that don't want to learn. And I just I don't know. It made me laugh because I'm like, shit, all my homies love learning. Like museums, we go to museums together. Me and my guys go to museums together. We go to art shows together. We do stuff like that. So I'm wondering, like, who are the who are the guys? Who are these guys that are not? But I know they exist. The same way that I, I hear guys say, none of it. What about the where are the women that bring something to the table other than attitude and pussy? Well, man, damn, that that's very much selling an entire group of into like a very large group of individuals short an entire gender short because my sister is one of those individuals that's not that's bringing much more to the table both of my sisters on either side are individuals that bring much more than that to the table right i'm seeing the definition of mutual elevation an individual that would bring that into a relationship and then also knowing myself to be one and i i'm wondering one why is that so prevalent? And then two, what are we doing to actually address it other than just accusing and, and talking about the issues? So talking about the song Search and Rescue, like I said, shout out Drake. There's something funny about that song. And I, I kind of want to go over the lines of that song real quick. Let's just because it, it's actually I, I said it. I'm not a huge fan of the song itself. OK, Excuse me. I'm yeah, I'm not a big fan of the actual song, but I recognize that the lyrics of the song, everything that I, I agree with a lot of it. So he says, I need someone that will be patient with me, someone to get money with, not take it from me. They don't even need to be as famous as me. I don't think I'll meet them at the places I be. OK, so I think that for those first four lines, right? The first two, I can't, I can't agree with the need to be as famous as me. I'm like, I'm not looking for fame, nor am I famous, so I can't speak toward that. But someone that will be patient with me. I also talked about in the episode two that I fully recognize me and a lot of other other guys, like myself, I and a lot of other men of my generation, of the generation right above me, as well as speaking specifically toward black men. You know, again speaking, I. Pops wasn't there, not by choice. He didn't choose to not, he didn't abandon me, not a deadbeat. He was taken from me. So it's the idea of not ever having that father figure. Yeah, I've said before, my vision of love for so long either came from the internet, it came from the internet, it came from uh, you know movies and TV shows, it came from music, and it came from what I saw around me at times, but it, my mother didn't get married until I was 17. And that didn't last long. So even saying got married at 17, that three, four years in between, this was not head over heels uh, fairy tale relationship, right? And I recognize, and, and so it's funny, I said this as well. The last serious relationship I had, I haven't been, I'm in the sense of off the market, I have been off the market for going on three years now, right? Like I haven't been out there literally like not actively searching you know they talk when they talk about unemployment and somebody's only unemployed if they are actively searching for a job if you're not actively searching for a job you're not considered unemployed um similarly you can be like if you're in college and you don't have a job you can be considered a full-time student rather than unemployed 
So now, let's, see, let's call myself not just not unemployed. I'm a full-time student, right? In the in the school in the, uh, Love University, in Love University, in in uh, Better Myself University. I'm a full-time student. Don't have time to work, so I'm not actively searching, and I don't have time to work anyway. But when I when I graduate, I'll have a. I'm focused on finding my job, good benefits, and a good salary, work-life balance, and paid time off vacation days yeah baby and then that'll be the i work that's my career now that's not even just a job that's my career that's what i'm working in for the rest of my life right you get it so along those i need someone that and now this is the realizing as well i think we have a lot of people who are looking for someone rather than waiting to find someone you know what i mean and not even i'm not saying it has to be a passive a passive journey but this isn't, I think an active search for some, for your, for your person, if you believe in that, an active search for your person is where so many people get lost in, right? Because they, and this is where I think the biggest, the biggest lapse in communication and, and balance amongst the genders and within our culture is, is standards versus expectations, right? Because when you're actively searching for something, I think you put up you get tunnel vision, right? It has to be this. I'm looking for this. And you shut off a lot of things that may be for you because you think that you're either seeing what, what we're now calling, you know, and red flags have been a thing, but what we're calling red flags. And again, this, this idea that red flags are supposed to be personal. I believe, I don't think that we should be getting our, the things that we're, that we're not, that we don't want from social media, you know, and, and this is the conversation I was having. I'm, kind of in the middle of, I guess you could say right now. Uh, but I, I said this earlier and then replied to this, to, like I said, in that conversation I'm having currently. And I said, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm bad at finding tweets. I know where my stuff is at, but yeah, I tweet so much these days. It's like sporadic, but I do believe, I believe that everybody's getting their idea of what they don't want from social media. So it's like somebody comes on there and says, what somebody uh, either an ex or somebody they went on a date did, did a date somebody they went on a date with did and uh, the response is well i'll never let that be me or i can't have that happen i'm worried about that happening to me so i have to make sure that it doesn't and now you're putting your walls up you're putting your guard up against something that may never occur right a moment that may never pass but because you're so worried about it and you're on your own you know on your pins and needles on your toes looking for this to make sure that this doesn't occur make sure these you're not finding this individual that has this quality that you were told is bad right or, or the red flag of nobody wants to be the person that says i love you first so that that has the stronger emotion nobody wants to be the person with the stronger feelings in relationship so the second you feel like you might be that you start to retreat you start to pull away because social media told you that wasn't okay the internet told you that the individual that loves harder gets the heartbroken harder or is the one that gets their heart broken in general and nobody wants to get their heart broken nobody's looking to get their heart broken right but i don't know if you remember back and i remember this from when i was in high school so i'm not i feel like this is something that doesn't get talked about as much so i don't know if it was a fad or what but do you remember everybody kept saying i'm dating to marry dating to marry i'm dating to marry i'm dating to marry i'm not looking for just a boyfriend i'm dating to marry i'm not looking for just a girlfriend i'm dating to marry and it was like, yeah, props to you, but isn't that what we're all doing? Isn't that what you should be doing? 
at some point along and, and that's when you realize how trends in fact it's very funny the way you age and as you evolve because while that was a trend and i was seeing it i was also 16 and 17. So while I may have had peers and acquaintances and people of my own age saying the same thing, it's like, yeah, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're not dating. If, if you're dating a Mary, you're talking about your high school sweetheart, whatever. And sure, that works for. And even I'm not necessarily against that. We've talked about this recently, and I, I'm fully I'm under the belief that. It's an odd thing. I, I don't think we're supposed to have multiple or more than one of these like deep loves like that or maybe not more than one but i think like going through life and having and i speak on this because i definitely can say so far that's what scares me i think there's been at least two people two women so far that i've felt that way about where it's like yeah i'm not sure that i'll ever really get over them i know that i'm never actually going to be over them right even though knowing that there will be an individual that comes along that makes me completely forget about them the emotion, Drake said it once, if I ever love you, I always love you. That's how I was raised. And it is. So it's the same way with people in general, platonic and romantic relationships. If I got love for you, I got love for you. That doesn't fall away. I don't hate nobody. I don't have any disdain for anybody. Specifically, again, that, that love remains. So it's recognizing that, damn, it's like, it's crazy to me, this idea that we may, somebody may get to one day say, I've been in love. You know, they, they ask, have you ever been in love? Somebody may, yeah, four or five times and actually mean it there's that many people and there's that many amazing great people in this world right and sometimes shit just don't work out and we know that sometimes things just don't go timing is bad timing is such a real thing divine timing within relationship may be the biggest timing there is right because and 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 that's the thing. there's questions about whether god put just one individual on this earth for you and we talked about that yesterday and i we got you know kind of differing answers from the four of us but i think along we were on the long along the same baselines of while there may not be one individual for everybody everybody or may, excuse me not, not i say one because my question as to stanley specifically was do you think everybody finds you know because there's a difference between i feel a soulmate and then when we came to say a twin flame Twin flame, you can have multiple twin flames, I believe. You could have a triplet flame, I'm not sure. You know, however many, you can have more than one twin, twin flame. But a soulmate feels like it has to be singular. And a soulmate also feels like an, an inevitable thing. It's inevitability. Like you have to find that individual because that's your person. Soulmates, I also feel, may not be rom romantic relationships. All right, so that's a little bit of a tangent and it definitely it goes along with it. and i think we'll dive more into that here shortly but again going back to this realizing of social media has skewed our expectations and then replace them with you know replace them for standards we we so so few individuals actually have standards of what they you know non-negotiables what they will not settle for and that that's true i think we have so many people without standards that they do settle and then you have so many people without standards that they're unwilling to take what is for them. They feel like something is settling because they have an expectation of what should be rather than realizing what they actually want or what's actually for them is directly in front of their faces. Right. I realized two things as well, or another thing as well. Uh, and, and this is something that I, you know, was, was big in high school. And I, again, I haven't seen it as much, but I have seen it here and there. Where people say i'm not you know i'm not meant for this dating scene i was meant to uh you know the 90s love or the 70s love i want a martin gina love j cole said that a jada and that will love 
and we see how well that aged even more specifically because of social media the internet right broadcasting of your issues airing your dirty laundry knowing your shit stink non-monogamy this internet shit or your your non-monogamy your non-monogamy being so public that it no longer works for you if it does work for you i'm not with it but sure i guess if polygamy is your thing if open relationships are your thing i don't kink shame i don't judge dave Chappelle say everybody fuck funny to somebody and that is a fact okay everybody fuck funny to somebody but here's the thing about that everybody do fuck funny to somebody and the thing about the internet is a nigga can tell you not only that you fuck funny he can you know my mom used to say like the worst somebody could say was no she'd be like the worst they can say is no and as i got older and started having people say more than no or they would add shit on to no you know the funny thing about no is like you can add a comma like if you if you if you know anything about improv there's they say yes and yes and you don't say no yes and yes and you say no they say die no die yes and is there a you all yes and it's not the worst they can or the best they can say is yes they can say more yes and you should do this too and i'll let you do a nigga can say you'd be like do i look good in this no you look like a fat fucking slob okay could have just told me no I knew I looked like a fat fucking that's why I was it that's really what my question was do I look like a fat fucking slob in this all you had to say was no to the original question and we would be fine so like I said people can say much more than no similarly people can not do more than laugh people can now niggas use memes and gifs and quote retweets and they ratio you and they send it to their friends and everybody laughs at you and everything's viral all could you share everybody fuck funny to somebody especially if you know you fuck funny keep that shit to yourself probably but even still it's the even if you think you don't fuck funny or even if you just generally don't fuck funny if you fuck just like everybody else because that's now an issue too we've talked about this everybody so much wants to be individual individualistic and not be sheep that they're they're going so far to the other to another extreme right if there's a linear if there's a scale and we're talking about there's edges on either side that you can go and polar opposites everybody wants to be polar opposites in such a way that they're going away from what they actually believe right and it's funny if you if you see where a lot of people i and again this is talking about being in certain communities and within certain air spaces of the internet where you find your people right you find your tribe and you realize yeah i'm not fucking crazy because everybody i follow for the most part everybody i connect with they're they're the I stay out them conversations because y'all tripping. I may laugh at them, but I'm really laughing at you. When niggas have the conversation of hoes ain't shit, not only do I, I stay out of them, like I'll be like, yo, chill out. But I said, that's not my conversation. Or I'm never getting married because I can't trust these women, this, that, and the other. Shit. Or the niggas that, that I won't, I'm not buying a girl this because if she won't do this because that I, and i've said it before that's one of the bigger issues we have to get past and I, i'm not in here to do the like i said I, i'm i'm so far over the who has to split the bills shit and who's paying the bills shit okay that's we're not worried about that because here's, here's, here's why we're not worried about that here's why we're truly not worried about that i need someone to be patient with me someone to make money with not take it from me I'm not worried about you taking money from me if we're focused on making money together. You, you feel what I'm saying? 
understanding even more that yes, I am learning as I go and so are you. I need someone to be patient with me because I'm going to do the same for you regardless. So if you heard the song that that came on in the very beginning, the Black Bonnie, that Wale and Jacquees, it's such a beautiful fucking song, right? Black Bonnie, that's such a, that's, that's my jam, right? Let's see. And, and the beauty about that song, I mean, he, he's spitting from the beginning, but he says, the older you get, the more you appreciate, you know, the real babes, they don't get offended when you say shit. Then he say, fuck your ex, nigga. If you fuck me better, let's go to Nemus. Let's go to Linux. Spend a whole check and run a play to get the next one. Let's create the vibe. Let's not take our time. Let's spray, let's spray paint the Trump Towers letters, you and I. It's you and I till it's suicide. Or them crackers pull us over, ain't no one around. Bang, we woke, shawty. Protest the body. I know you look. You get it? I think what's funny about that is spend a whole check and run a play to get the next one. Yeah, let's go to Nemus. Let's go to Linux. Let's fuck up. Let's run this world together. Let's Beyonce and Jay this shit. But y'all don't. I said it before. I've said it. And this is the funny shit. This is what I mean when I talk about the. It's the women that be like, I'm not in them conversations because I cook and clean for my nigga. And it's the niggas that say I'm not in the conversation because I buy bags and flowers for my girl. I said it. I was like, you know, four 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 doesn't happen if catered to you doesn't come first. One could point to the issue of 444 having to come along because he fucked up. 100%. You're right. I need someone to be patient with me. I'm still a stupid nigga. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm still a nigga. I, we are. We're weird like that. We still operate off the, the ancestors monkey brain. The evolutionary process as far as men it takes some time, okay? You got to understand it takes some time. I need someone to be patient with me. But the other side, listen, you can do that because I can damn sure do it for you because I know, I know that I barely deserve it. I know what you're doing for, for me. I know how much you are holding your tongue at times and how much you want to say this dumb motherfucker and you saying babe it's not like that look look at it look at it this way i know that that's what you're doing so yeah my reciprocation is not only doing the same when you maybe do get a little bit at and i'll be like you know what because one thing that and i've said i'm like i think the other side is men and i, I my uncle he was the first person to ever say this to me when i was in middle school he told me one day as a man in this life, sorry, as a man in this life, and especially when you, you know, find your partner, you have to pick your battles. And every man, and I say, you know, not having a whole bunch of male, male figures in my life. Well, that's one thing that every man I have had in my life. He said that much. Right. But I think the issue. So he told me, pick your battles. And I realized what's happened is I when he told me, pick your battles, I took it to heart. And I think for for so for long enough, I allowed it to be to make me docile, right? It allowed me to. I sat back and I was like, you know what? That means okay. I'll, I shut up because I don't want any issues. And I now learn that that's not what that means. It's it's being the the idea of being a man is leadership. It's taking control. You don't have to pick your battles when your woman's not worried about having to fight you. You know what I mean? You know, you get what I'm saying? But also, you don't have to pick your battles when you're not in a relationship that's based on war. We should not be in a war. We should be in a relationship.
We are allies, not enemies. Not only allies, we are we're more than allies because allies, you know, it's the idea of if you're in trouble, I come to help you. No, when trouble hits, we're in trouble together, baby. We we in this together. It's a unit. And I talk about like the, the idea of what, what we if we started to look more at relationships as business contracts, the business contracts that they indeed are. Here's why I think so often that they're not niggas is broke. Like now I say niggas, I'm talking about individual people be broke and getting together. And it's like they don't see it as a business contract because there's no actual you know, there's no money involved. When when the question of a prenup actually does have to come up. Yeah, you treat shit much different than you would if, if it was just if there's no assets involved. Right. We talk and I think along the lines of picking your battles, how I learned that to mean is it. No, it does mean actually pick your battles because sometimes you do have to fight back. There are times when you do have to, especially as a man, put your foot down and stand your ground and say, I'm not going for that. This is not what's happening today. I might have let you do that shit yesterday because I didn't have the time. But today I got time because. Today I got time because I let you get away with that yesterday because you, you know, you you had a bad day at work. You wasn't feeling too good, right? You, you Unflow came to visit this, that, and the other. So I let you chill. I let you chill in that last month. But today, today I'm, I'm, and it's not aggressive. We, I think that too, like men, we've got to stop being so aggressive about stuff like that. Because one thing about women is they respond to emotion. They respond with emotion in general, but they respond to emotion would match the motion. So the second you pop off unnecessarily or un, un, unexpected, yeah, she, she going to pop back and be like, yeah, what the fuck? I'm not fucking with that. I'm not liking that. But I think women also, again, need to understand on that other side of men, we respond to emotion and everything else with logic, but we also do have feelings, you know, like niggas do have feelings and it's okay for us to have feelings. So when we do respond with emotion, don't shit on us for it. Especially if you're one of those that's always saying that men are never showing you enough emotion or they're always being because I realized like I've, and I, I remember having this conversation with one of my with a mentor one of my mentors two years ago. And I was like, you know, I feel like I was like, I feel lost in this world. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, with women specifically, I was like, I feel like they either want or not either. I was like, it's there's two sides of the spectrum. You either thugged out hardest, hardest nigga in the room. Or you got to be the soft, nerdy kid. I'm like, I feel like there's no space to allow you to be in between, to actually just be what, I, what I've always known a man to be. Players fuck up, my bad, but just to keep from crying, I laugh. That's what, like, you know, yeah, I have my shortcomings, and I also have my emotion, and I also fess up to when I fucked up. I'm okay saying I was wrong. I need you to accept me saying I was wrong, and then allow me to work on building it back up and and let's together move forward from this motherfucker. What 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 Jacquees say? Okay. Can you be someone I can't hide my fears? I don't like that. I don't want to have to like if if you're in a relationship, especially as a man, where you feel that you cannot show emotion to your girl, man, you probably. Probably to go, and I don't mean I don't, look, I, I don't want to break nobody up. I'm not, I don't be trying to break anybody up, but like in reality, that's probably not the relationship for you. That's probably not the, and and maybe not even that. But there's some work that needs to happen from someone, right? I think one thing that definitely comes along, and again, talking about this way that social media has skewed it is 
you do have, you know, and we talk about this, what's shown versus what's real. It's, it's so hard to define and it's so hard to say what is what, but we know that that social media is not real life. Why do we make it so? Why do we turn around? Why do we look at it and say this is bullshit and then turn around and then do the same things that we just call bullshit? That's an accountability issue. That's a self-awareness issue. And it's a cultural issue. It's a, it's a, it's a deep-rooted cultural issue. And like I said, this conversation, it was very, what she replied was interesting. Interesting and insightful for sure. And I think she might have just replied again. Yeah. So where it started, and this is really, this is where it came from. This is where the very beginning started. We'll go ahead and start wrapping up. So I came across a tweet where a girl, she says, never, all caps, never met a nigga that can handle my mouth with like a roll, eyes rolled emoji. You niggas soft with two Fs, like five, six Ts, all caps, laughing face. I, I screenshotted, I said, y'all need help for real. Why is this a flex for some women? Notice I said some women, I made sure to say some women. Serious question because I don't understand. If I'm reading correctly, she's also saying no man has been willing to stick around and deal with the unnecessary stress, right? Because I did see there was also one the other day, which I was like, this right here is facts. And I'll go back to the other one in a second, but this one, I, I said, I'm like, I'm not too sure whether this was a, a woman or not. She said, then men don't be soft. You just don't understand how to interact with men that aren't abusive. Let's call it for what it is, please. Y'all be used to niggas talking you crazy and don't realize how stupid you sound until you meet a man who's not going to tolerate verbal disrespect. And I, I, I'm, I agree with that 100% wholeheartedly because what happens is, and I'm saying that from experience, as a man who is nowhere near soft, but also just don't do, I, in life, like I don't like extra shit. I do not like unnecessary extra bullshit. It doesn't work for me. I am a minimalist at heart. Like I, I like shit to be simple, easy, and clean. So it's like if you can, you know, be my peace, truly, because I'm gonna like it's like that. That's the that's where I that's the basis of it, right? When you have people say, "Well, why would I be your peace if you're not mine, or if you're not gonna be mine?" Y'all shouldn't fucking be together. That's the wrong conversation. Y'all are talking about the wrong shit. Why would I pay the bills for a nigga who's not going to... Y'all are talking about the wrong shit. Here's clearly an issue that y'all are not going to... Y'all don't work together. You're right. Those, those things need to be resolved as far as individuals. But clearly, y'all don't work together. Actually, be a motherfucker's peace just because you are their peace. Not because you have to... Not because they did so for you first. Not because you have to... It's a retaliation. We Reciprocation and retaliation are two different things. Y'all are so used to retaliating out of anger that you think love is retaliatory too. Y'all think love also is supposed to be a tit for tat. You do something so I do it for you because you did it. Or I'm doing it so you'll do something for me. No, that's fucked up, man. Like that's, that's a fucked up way to go about this. Love is reciprocal. Love is real. Love is, you know what? I was thinking to Shorty and Shorty, you know, she loves some days. She loves some daisies. And I was in the store getting myself a little Powerade and a cupcake or something. I don't know. And I saw some daisies. And I, I figured I'd get her some daisies. Because the woman that you just happened to get daisies for just because you was thinking of her, she probably, you don't even know it, but she probably was like, you know, 
this babe, babe just got off work off a 12 hour shift and you know he he barely take he barely eat lunch or he he only get a little bit of lunch they only give him a 10 minute break and he love he only uh stopping when he go to the store you know he's gonna grab a power and a cupcake because he don't know how to he's not gonna do nothing for real i'm gonna stop and grab him something on the way home or i'm gonna cook some i'm gonna have dinner for ready for him when he get home not saying a woman's place in the kitchen or anything like that not doing the patriarchal thing but it's the it's the understanding of that's what a reciprocation is in my in my head. Like that's reciprocation there. That's not a oh I have to you know I'm I'm gonna get her flowers because she made me dinner. Even though that's also real. Like that's a damn babe made me dinner. You know what I'm gonna go grab her some flowers just out of just because I love her and because that was very sweet of her. Not not the so she makes me dinner again. That that's manipulation. Not so she don't say I didn't do I I never do anything for her. But like that's all manipulation. That's all bullshit. So anyway, I, like I said, I asked that question. This reply, she replied, there seems to be this unspoken norm between the power about the power, power struggle between black men and women. She said, you have men and women saying they won't do X, Y, Z for their partner because that makes them soft. So their relationships low key beefing, making sure the other doesn't win. It's weird. I agree. Weird indeed. Like Gambino said, because of the Internet. Excuse me. He said, honestly, I've witnessed this my entire life. I've been a part of it at times. Same. I grew up being taught to be a d- independent and not damsel, not a damsel in distress. Quickly realized mom was saying, I love your dad, but never rely on a man. Always have your own. Which again, knowing the women I was who I was raised around, I saw that be told to my sisters even more. I and I think that may be the the very the reason that I'm right there in the middle. Right. I, I've said, and this is something I've known since high school. I've told people forever. I'm very in tune and in touch with my feminine and masculine side. I've always known who I am at a very high level, right? And it's a blessing, blessing, blessing. No curse, straight blessing. Right? If, if, if there's any curse of it, it's that I've had to address issues immediately because I can't pretend I don't. I wasn't aware of them. I couldn't pretend. Once something arose out of you know my own flaw, like a flaw, a flaw of mine would then lead to a real life circumstance. I couldn't pretend I didn't see it coming or I didn't know that was going to happen or a possibility. So I did have to immediately correct or deal with the consequences. Young me chose to deal with a lot. Me today is still oftentimes having to deal with the consequences because he chooses. He, he doesn't make the right choice the first time, but he's learning to make the right choice because he does understand he has no room for excuse. 9.9 times out of 10, there's no room for excuses because he knows he knew that was coming. He knew that he he knew that was about he knew that wasn't only a possibility but a probability. He knew the likelihood of that happening and allowed it to happen. It's like, yeah, that's on you, buddy. Right. So he's he's getting. I am getting out of those situations, getting myself out of that space where that that occurs. Right. That's building up. That's that's simply a you know a trial and error. That's learning. That's when you get to a point of excuse me fixing so many things about yourself. And it's weird to say that there's almost. There's always going to be things to fix, but you put yourself in a certain space to where the things to fix become so almost routine fixes right there. It's routine maintenance, it's upkeep, it's making sure that you don't backslide or revert to old ways, right? So, you know, again, keep going. You say, well, that's a problem because guys are taught to be the provider and the gentleman, which I also was taught a lot of that. See, I, I learned because my sisters were learning it and because I was around all women, right? Because my grandmother, uh, my mom's mom, my grandmother 
she, you know, it, she did get married twice, I believe. She got married twice, different, you know, fathers across uh, a few different. There's only two dads between my uh, aunt and uncle and then my mom. But just realizing that for her, that was a big thing was she had to get to a point where it was, I got three kids, no husband at a certain point. I've got to do this on my own. I've got to be independent. I've got to be strong. I've got to not be the damsel under stress. And when it came to having daughters, she taught them the same thing. Don't be in the position that I was. Don't be that. And while they made a long, so when it came time for them to have kids, specifically my mom, she taught my, my sister the same thing. The interesting thing about my sister specifically is my sister, I think, went a different route with it, right? She And then we talk about it, that specifically is a, a shift in the generations, right? We're seeing these changes be made. And I think like I said it, I remember telling, I said my last relationship, I remember telling her probably the one of the deeper conversations we'd ever had was when I got back from Christmas at my grandmother's in 2019. This is the first time that I was old enough to actually look at it from a, a, a different, you know, understanding, having a aware vantage point of aware of myself, aware of where I was in life at that point, where I was in a relationship that was here and there on and off going along the same lines that we're talking about having the same kind of problems, right? Being the same, the music, we're talking about how much I was this future and thug and, and all the toxic R&B. And we, you know, we call it toxic music, realizing that there's a difference between Future and Bryson Tiller, right? But when you're listening to a lot of uh, I blow a bag today, fuck hoes, money over bitches shit, it skews your, it, it literally is brainwashing. We talk about music being spiritual, a vibration, an energy that infects and, and changes your brain chemistry. Well, yeah, that's what happens. I said, I've said it recently. I'm like, you know, I recognize why, why I'm, so much different these one you know heartbreak will change a nigga it, it changes you but also i listen to a lot of r&b i got a lot of love songs playlists i'm like shit nigga like me i walk around listening to john legend on a regular basis but i grew up the same way so it's nothing new it's why even in relationships that i may have been not the best in i can't put all the blame on me all putting all the blame on me would be wrong especially i, I was looking at some uh, old screenshots recently and i was like I mean, it's not that I just keep screenshots. This is Google Photos. It's got my stuff back since like 2008. Uh, and yeah, just look mm, interesting. Okay. So like I said, it just realizing that this was passed down and it took a, a purposeful shift. Yeah, it took a little, I had to step away for a second, but came back. I had a uh, step to watch, step away. I put that, my me and who playlist on. Look, like I said, I got, I got love songs playlist, right? That's my me and who playlist. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for my. I, I know. I know. I'm, I'm kind of joking, but I'm not. But when I along those lines, I have my play. You know, just preparation. Um, I, I like. I even I have a heartstrings playlist, which is kind of overlapping of the same songs. The me and who playlist is a personal one. The heartstrings is a public one. And I said, I'm like the person who gets me to play the heartstrings playlist. She either will already have a ring on her finger or she's preparing for one, right? But what's interesting about this episode, one, I, when I stepped away and realized uh, it was interesting how this episode is gone. So it's funny, one, to think of it have, uh, being a Friday. It's like very much freestyle Friday, right? Very much. Um, I came into it. I was like, I don't have any notes for this episode. This was not. Like I said, we recorded yesterday. We did this yesterday, and I didn't have a whole lot of notes for it then. I just knew where we, where we were going with it and where I wanted to go with it. 
and even more having, you know, this, this conversation, a couple of different things, social media related that I could pull from. I didn't have a, I had my direction, but I didn't have a GPS. You know what I mean? I knew where my destination was and I knew how to go there off of, you know, landmarks and, and just general uh, memory, but not any, I didn't have any mapping, right? So I wanted to wrap up finishing off this, this, sweet com- this Twitter conversation. You know, I did. I think it was very interesting where she went with it. Uh, and like I was saying, you know, the idea of me realizing how the things were passed down to generations, it went, a change had to be made, right? My sister chose different. So what happened? Oh, I was telling the quick story of Christmas. So while we were there for Christmas, there we're talking, what, kind of three generations of, of you know, Green Smith of that side of the family. But there at, at my grandma's, there's my grandma and her husband. So my grandma, my grandpa, Sydney, my aunt, auntie, my mom's sister so, and her husband, who at the time they were not in, you know, great relationship space. My mom, who she was there, we were there together. Her husband, my uh, ex-stepdad, they were not, he wasn't there because they weren't in a great space. And then there also is my sister and her husband, who they got married when I was, they also got married when I was 17. And I love my brother-in-law, John. Awesome. And it was funny seeing my grandma and grandpa's relationship, my sister and my brother-in-law's relationship, and then, and no, you know, smut on anybody's name, but then also realizing, hmm, interesting how their relationship is and these two individuals, age, experience, like where they're at in life, and also how their relationships and marriages have gone. And then, you know, the two in the middle what we're talking the woman who at this point time has been put in she comes from a generation where divorce wasn't really a thing you were going to stick it out so whether happy or not they were in the but also i sense of you know happiness and then right well off they're they're wealthy they have their money so money's not an issue all these different ways in which it's like hmm okay i see why their relationship is is fine and it may not come from a, a great necessarily dynamic or a great balance but they found a great balance, right? It may not be the balance that I want to have or that I think is ideal or healthy for, or not necessarily even healthy, but that I want in my relationship, but it works for them, right? And then seeing my sister and brother-in-law, I'm realizing that was the first time I actually saw people be in love, right? People be in a functioning, and again, we're talking about individuals that come from a completely different time as the ones above them, but much closer time to myself, right? We're eight years apart. So it's interesting seeing that. And I told the, I told the, the girls with that when I got back, I was like, you know, it's funny seeing that I hadn't known until that moment how much I had missed out on seeing love, you know, firsthand for what, 10, 11 years up to that point, even still, you know, my, my dad and my stepmom got married when I was seven five, six months later, he's, he's no longer here, right? So they had been together since I was probably about five, six or five. So we'll say three years of that, before that, I, I don't know shit. I'm three, year, three years old and younger, newborn. So none of that counts, right? So we'll say 10 years go by. I don't see firsthand what love looks like. I see, the closest thing I see is John, Beyonce and Jay-Z. That's all I, my only, my image of love comes from Beyonce and Jay-Z. At that time. And I, obviously there's more than that. But and that's why I've, I've been so adamant and passionate recently about shifting the culture of our media, of what we're fucking sharing, of what we're putting out. Let's be more intentional about the music and the movies and the TV show. 
I'm the only reason and I love Snowfall. I love supporting representation does fucking matter without question. But representation with resonation, representation with relevance, representation with intention, with purpose, with actual messaging that that says little black boy, little black girl, not only can you be great, you can be something amazing, but you can do it and you can have the family life like there's they that exists in white culture that exists in white media we cannot deny that they not only have superheroes and billionaires and functioning fucking families but they have love stories that work out in the end and nobody dies okay they have love stories where the man and the woman are figuring out how to balance them both being you know how to balance the power couple and the kids and the home and they make it work we only have trauma stories. We only have slave stories. We only have violence. We only have drugs and murder. I love love and basketball. I want to see more than fucking love and basketball. That's why when this movie Intergalactic came out, this Kid Cudi and Kenya Barris, that's why I love Kenya Barris so damn much. Y'all want to call the man colorist. The first time I'd seen on TV that resonated with my generation with what I thought like was actually living in life was blackish. That was the first time I saw, you know, the first time I saw a man, a black man, like again on TV on a show that I liked and actually wanted to watch. Funny, witty, every like had everything about it, had the good writing, had everything, where everybody looked good, everybody was happy, healthy, and they were affluent. They were prosperous. They were wealthy. Dre, ad man, talking about running, you know, starting his own business. He's at different points. They have a conversation about this. And she says, yeah, babe, I think that's a great idea. You you can do that. You're worth so much. And then you got Bo in the show. She's a fucking doctor, but not just any doctor. Like, she's a doctor, doctor. And you got the daughter who's going through an HBCU and you got the son who goes who's going and all these different ways in which it's just like, yo, he's still he's a mama's boy. Yeah. Who's still connected with his mother and father. They have a good relationship. We don't see a bunch of that. But it, the, the root of it is the love story. So, again, that's why, like the Kenya Barris shows, that's why Intergalactic hit me the way it did. I was like, yo, like this is beautiful. This is everything because it was real. It was like, yep, this looked like me and my niggas. We be out, you know, we may hit the club a little bit. We we smoke, we drink, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, no, I want to I want to walk into the bathroom while you brushing your teeth. And once you done, you spit. I pass you to I pass you the stick so I can brush my teeth. And then once I'm done and then we go back and we finish getting dressed. That was that shit. That movie was wonderful to me. I love that movie. I'm mad I don't have Netflix. I'm not. a. I don't have it. I just don't have Netflix. But. If I did, I'd be watching that movie every day, right? And I, I low-key would get it just for that. Like I said, that that was an interesting realization at that time. And it's been something I've been aware of ever since. It's been something that I've been consciously aware of ever since. And it has actually informed a lot of my decisions and the way I've moved ever since. Of realizing that, one, I know in essence, in this, in the general sense of what I'm looking for and how it should look, and when you have when you have a vision for how you want your life to look and how it should go, the thing about that is you only and that's what you know when I was saying the expectation versus standards. I don't have expectations, I have standards. So I know what I'm not willing to to accept. And I also do know what I am looking for, but I'm open. I because I don't have any expectations of what it will be, but I know what the baseline is. I know what to clear out, but everything around there is open. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Hmm, how do I feel about that?
Is that something I can live with? I ask those questions. Anytime I may be interested in an individual, I ask those questions. It's not looks. It's not just it's. Can I deal with this? I remember there was a there was a there was a girl. I was I had just been saying like one day I was like you know I would love to have because I've always liked dancers. I, I'm a leg guy, so I like dancers. I like soccer players. I like athletes in general, but I love dancers. And I said I was like you know I truthfully I gotta have like a dancer would be awesome. And I was like if she could do the split, maybe she know how to pole dance, that'd be dope. But now like, you know they're just for me type shit, not necessarily a stripper. And it's funny I was on TikTok and I found it was a girl. She's beautiful. And on her shit, like as far as I'm gonna like look like, and again, we know how social media you you present what you want people to see. But as far as what you want to be able to see, it lined up with a lot of stuff that I'm like, yep, box check, box check, box check. But also her TikTok was filled with her practicing her pole dance moves. And I'm live your life. I'm fine with that. But I had I actually I asked myself the question. I'm like, am I okay with being with somebody who one, this is their life, whether or not even necessarily this is their life. Similarly, I would expect somebody to ask the question of, am I okay with somebody who's so vocal about the thing? And I, you know, because the person who, who's for me is not only okay with me being as vocal as I am and as passionate as I am about this, they're just as much so, or they are encouraging of it at the very least. Right. So it's that it's realizing that I, I do ask those questions. And that's what I mean as far as the standards and expectations. I don't expect anybody every I'm, I'm not going to shit on anybody or bash anybody who's not OK with me, you know, being all over. There's certain there's certain women who don't wouldn't like how much I even though I really don't use social media that much or especially it's like it seems like I do much more than I do. But there's certain ones that wouldn't be OK with it. That's and it's that's not for them. And that's fine. Right. There's some that want to be want to live more public lives. They want to be all over the they want to be on the front page. And that's fine. You have to ask yourself those questions. Of, does that work for you? And stop trying to change motherfuckers for being themselves. Embrace a nigga for being themselves because a lot of people want to be somebody else these days. Every, a lot of people want to be anybody but themselves. So embrace the motherfucker that's being themselves and showing up as themselves, their full selves on a daily basis. Embrace that individual. It's not even a learn to love them. It's an actually look at them for what they are. Look at it objectively and be like, you know what? Not only is this a lot of what I'm looking for, but it's they got stuff I didn't even know I was interested in. Because I find that too. I'd be like, you I didn't even similarly. The, the girl who was that that's a, there's a fearfulness there. There's a, a bravery there. There's an audacity that I'm like, a boldness that that fully is for me. So when it came down to the question of is that something that I could I don't know for sure. And even more, like I could meet the individual and be like, yo, that don't even matter. Or you or the way you just Barely any, but I somehow you find out that I'm the only guy that's ever seen it because you have it set up some way where the way that I was looking, you know, the algorithm somehow got it on the my timeline or my for you page, but no other, whatever it may be. I don't fucking know. But the second you close that book before even opening it, you know, the judging a book by its cover, the second you decide you're not going to read the book, I read four words, I read the back of the book. You don't have to open the book to know what the book is about if, you re- if you're willing to read. That's why they make books the way they do. The inside cover, when it was published. I read all that. Copyright day two was copyrighted by. Read all that. It's important. Not as important as the inside text, but it matters a lot. So going forward. Okay, let's, let's go ahead and close out real quick. 
She say, what's, well, that's a problem because guys are taught to be the provider and a gentleman. So what was the problem is that, you know, she grew up taught to be independent and not a damsel in distress. Always have your own, never rely on a man. And I was taught always have a little bit of money in your pocket because you never know when you here. And especially it's funny. I was taught always have a little bit of money in your pocket. That alone would have been fine to tell a young man. The issue probably is that I was told that because you never know when you might want to take a girl on a date. Yeah, the fuck I do. And even more, I know that I'm not trying to take a girl on a date. If I may not, if a little bit, if I only have a little bit of money in my pocket and that's taking her on a date, which shit, if, if, if I'm like, that might be the one talking to different, we're talking a completely different conversation. But when I'm just searching and I'm like, eh, you know, out on the market, no, fuck that. You know, right now they say it's almost more expensive to be single, but specifically because a lot of that is the dating scene. Inflation has caused dating to rise so much that you shit, you can't even afford to date these days. Like if that's not for you, that's okay. But motherfuckers want to call you broke, so now you're a broke nigga. Somehow you become a broke nigga because you're like, nah, I want to. I'm focused on other shit. I want to, you know, I'm putting my money up to do something bigger than spend it on y'all. You a broke nigga? That doesn't work for me. That doesn't work in general because it. Again, that's social media, though. So I was butting heads with guys left and right. I didn't know how to let a guy be a man in the way they knew how. So that's probably an issue there, too. She didn't know how to let a guy be a man in the way they knew how. And there's also issues in the way that we think. And she, because she put in the quotations, be a man, well, a lot of it is an issue of how we think men are supposed to be. Well, when both expectations are coming from social media and they're not only dueling, contradictory, opposite expectations, opposite opinions that are that are flowing. You also have so if, if when you have the chicken or the egg, the issue about the chicken or the egg, the reason that's so fucking crazy, the reason none of it makes sense is like one had to come, but you it truly doesn't make sense which. You don't know which because the chicken had to come out the egg, but the egg had to hatch the chicken, the egg had to come from the chicken. It makes no sense. All you know is you have both. When you're wondering where you're like, you got one side of social media saying men ain't shit and women ain't shit. Women want this. Men, men want this. Men aren't doing this and women aren't doing this. And it's like, well, is it possible? Is it possible that the expectations and are fucked up in the beginning? And then when you're explaining that the expectations didn't hit, it's because they were fucked up. But maybe you shouldn't be coming here to say so in the first place and you should be addressing that at home. Oh, but y'all want to live for social media and y'all got to broadcast everything everywhere. Forgot. Forgot about that. Because here's the thing. I live my life in real life. I live my life in real life. I use social media to share media and to be social, but my life is real life. I live a life for real in the real world. A lot of niggas know. I think a lot of y'all actually do. The, the, the scary thing is social media is a lot of people's respite. Social media becomes the relief spot for a lot of people, has become the relief spot. I said it, I'm like, it was meant to be a add-on, and we've made it the replacement. That's a fucking scary reality. She said, I consistently witness other women wanting to be independent while in a relationship, which is hard to blend. And then an interesting point. So we have slavery, then we have black women still without rights until the 1900s. I would imagine black women were done with being property. Beating your wife wasn't a serious crime until the 1970s. Our mothers grew up when their mothers still weren't without someone to answer to, which is right. That's what I'm, I'm looking at. I definitely think about my grandma came up at a time where there was an expectation that she should be, you know, get married, buy the house, had a kid, whatever. That's your life. 
My grandma was a career woman. You know, she had ambitions. While they may have been derailed, she got them back on track. And there was an understanding for her that not only did she not need a man, but even more that she could raise two women and a man. And then, then and that's where they, you know, they always told my mom, oh, a, a woman, a single woman can't raise a man. I don't know that I necessarily disagree with that, but I also don't agree with it. And, and I realized that it's because I'm a byproduct of the same situation as well as a lot of these other niggas are by. So it's like, I, we recognize the issue and, and that may be true in some cases and not true in others. Right, it's definitely, you're talking about bias there. It doesn't work. But this is where I really agree with. A lot of generational trauma is passed along that we don't consider. It's ingrained as is the fear of being destitute or at the mercy of a man. It's still new, and I think it will take at least a few more gens before men and women, black especially, learn to collective balance. Now, I replied, that was insightful. I agree that it'll be some time until we find that collective balance, and for all the reasons you brought up. I think the big focus right now is shifting the culture, cultural standard to seek units to build upon versus internet situationships. So I agree. What do you think is the issue behind being involved in an internet situationship? Is it similar to dating long distance online? Is that is that our modern take on it, or is it less than that? My reply: By internet situationship, I mean non or halfway committed relationships where people use the internet as a guidebook or a couples therapist. I think we've gotten so used to social media dictating our lives and relationships, romantic and platonic, have fallen prey to it too. Someone comes on here and blasts the person they went on a date with or an ex for something they did, and another person reads that thinking, I'll never let that be me. Now they've got to guard up for something that may never happen to them. And we, you, you know, that's what I brought up in the beginning, that specific tweet, but it's realizing that I, I do feel like that is the very bare bones of it, you know, that interaction there. There's generational trauma attached to this. There's social media skewing opinions. There's general flawed expectation and perspective of, of people. And then there's the culture of it, the, the dating culture. Again, everybody wants so badly to be the, the one that is free, able to break, you know, make a clean break just in case. Nobody wants to get too committed because they're you know, afraid of getting hurt, which is fair because it's happened in the past, but you realize it's happened in the past because of... So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy at each step of the way. This is the domino effect that, that got set up a long time ago, and I don't know if there's a final domino to ever fall. I think we just got to like, fuck it, start playing spades. I don't know, you know, in the metaphor sense. I... When you ask the question of how do we change this, you know, what, what shift does it take? The truth, truth be told, I don't know that I can speak to one because it's, we're talking whole scale change. And again, that, that's one of the issues that are as far as shifting culture in general. And like I said, once we shift the messaging, that's not just relationship, that's, that's in general. That's, by, that's with this Mikey Williams situation. And I'm like, yo, John and Mikey are just as much thugs as these brainwashed, indoctrinated white boys or terrorists. Right? At what point do we start saying this culture, this culture, this culture is, is flawed? The messaging within the culture, the things we talk about and put in front of our faces from, from children. You know, they put certain things in front of our faces as kids, especially talking about the violence of it, the games and the, the way the music, you know, all this stuff gets put, up, put in front of us. We, we, we in America have this vile 
corrupt culture of sex, money, drugs, war, sex, money, drugs, war, and, you know, violence, and really sex, money, drugs, guns, sex, drugs, money, guns, and it, it stems from the music and the movies and the TV shows and the fact, you know, I, that I'm in the middle of watching John Wick and I'm like, yo, this is phenomenal, but there's a scene in John Wick where they literally just are just killing, 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 killing. The reason I, I, it took me so long to watch the first one last week, I was like, I told him, I said, told TJ, I said, I paused it and wasn't going to keep going when it got, I was like, it's just a white man killing a bunch of people, which it, it is the entire time, but there's, you know, there's some nuance to it that's just a hard-ass movie. I like John Wick because I like the individual. I said, I'm like, I like his charisma. I like how he's cool. That nigga's cool. You know, him and like 007 or the definition of swag. Cool. And that too is like, why do we not you know, we don't have we don't have those models. We don't have those entities. We have Jay Z, which is it's great, you know. And I, I think I'm like I when I say four 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 is my Bible, and it, and it I dictate not even dictate my life by that, but I allow it to guide me. You know, that's my you know that'll be a guidebook or a couple therapists. I go to look. I go to music to guide, me, right? That's why again, that's why I have the me and who playlist. Like I said, that changing of the brain chemistry. This idea that you, Jay-Z says, I stuck at love. I think I need to do over. I'd be emotionally available if I invited you over. That's you over. What if you over? My shit. He says, that that entire song. He says, uh, that's what, 444? He says something along the lines of, uh, you know, I, you, he's talking about blue. He's saying you don't want blue looking at another man as, as her father, another man giving her, you know, you look online and see for Blues 2, the tooth fairy didn't pay, and the math goes away, Santa Claus is fake. Because I think there's this idea, yeah, especially once we talk about the family unit, that that once 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 one thing goes wrong, everything is wrong. You know, we, we've gotten very much into the, again, this independence idea that I've got to save myself. I've got to save myself. We're not willing to work on shit. And that's why I say cater to you happens and you extend that in such a way that it's like fuck i, I can't fuck up but even if i do i gotta make shit right and then you have a 444 and then it's like yep okay this is i'm i'm living by this i now know here's a breakdown of all the things i've learned and fuck okay no more mistakes because you can't you can't revert from that right that's what i mean so i just i i, I extend this question this request amongst everybody of We've got to do better. And I mean that in so many ways, so many ways. Our relationships with each other, romantically and platonically, we've got to do better. Our messaging amongst the culture, the media we consume, the content that we push, we've got to do better. We've got to stop blasting Blueface and Krishan everywhere. But also, they need help. we got to stop laughing at shit like that and actually, like, somebody's got to fucking help them. Now, I, you know, I hate to say, like, that's none of my business, and I'm I'm at a point of I don't care about what they what they got going on. That's the truth. But they need help. That's not healthy. That's not safe. That's not okay. Giving them a TV show is preying on trauma. It's playing preying on black trauma. That's an issue. But until that happens, we don't move forward. We keep we sit in this space, and and that's again this realizing of that's social media for sure. Because there's a lot of niggas who are not subscribing to that. But it's the ones that are that are continuing because social media has become so huge. A lot of people do yeah, dictate their lives by by internet standards or internet 
you know, trends and what the internet says they should and shouldn't do. Well, you see what the internet's saying, and if niggas is taking what the, how they live and how they move from the internet, well, shit keeps going downhill. It's a rabbit hole. Y'all cheat. Nigga like me. I need someone to be patient with me. Someone to get money when I take it from me. Come and rescue me. Take me out the try. Take me out the nigga like me. I'm trying to hit the group club and tell him it's a I love y'all. I love y'all. Understand me. A little Friday episode of the Marcus Hendricks show. That that was a fun one. I'm like, I would have liked to have done that on a live. Again, the way it was even unplanned, unsure what's gonna happen, you know, the way it went. That would have been fun on the live. Maybe we need to start getting some lives going. I don't know. We'll see. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. Peace. Trying to get a lot of dough. Anything is possible. Turn me up in the headphone. Yeah. Grind it, get a lot of dough and dirt the water obstacles, cause anything is possible. Yeah. Oh man, I got a lot of gold. Stack that bread and buy my nose. Anything is possible. Yeah. Grind it, get a lot of dough and dirt the water obstacles, cause anything is possible. Oh man, I got a lot of gold. Stack that bread and buy my nose. Anything is possible. Hey. I grind and get a lot of dough and dirt do all the obstacles Cause anything is possible Yeah Oh man, I got a lot of gold Stack that bread and buy my nose Anything is possible Yeah All I know is get paper All I do is shit major Bought a condo on the top floor When the building's a skyscraper Feeling like I'm Kobe LeBron for the Lakers Feeling like I'm Idris Paul Walker